0: CHAPTER Sixteen OF THE FRIENDLY FIVE. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY MARIA FATIMA DA SILVA. THE FRIENDLY FIVE BY MARY C. HUNGERFORD. IN MRS. ABBOTT'S ROOM MARIAN WENT DIRECTLY TO MRS. ABBOTT'S ROOM, when school was over and told her of the man's appearance she longed to tell her too that the same man had seen and talked with two of the girls but according to the schoolgirl's code of honour it would not do to speak of their adventure without the consent of belle and fanny mrs abbott was seriously uneasy do you really think the man looked particularly at little elfie she asked or did your knowledge that possession of her has been sought before make you fanciful i am sure of it said marian positively and-and what don't keep anything from me child this is a terribly serious matter if that man is someone employed by ethel's father then the child is in grave danger and my responsibility will become immense and mrs abbott rose and walked up and down the room with an appearance of great perplexity and agitation marion was greatly troubled dear dear mrs abbott she whispered if i tell you something will you forgive me if i ask you never to tell the girls and don't oh don't ask me to mention any names i do not like to give such a promise said mrs abbott gravely if you know anything i ought to know then it is your duty to tell me and leave me to decide what course to take marian left her side and went slowly back to her seat it seemed to her like a very mean thing to tell of other girls transgressions and yet love for elfie made her feel it necessary mrs abbott should know all about the strange man and even about the peddler's visit that too was undoubtedly an attempt to discover if Elfie was living there. What would Edna say and do if she told anything about her? At that thought, forgetting she was not alone, she exclaimed aloud, Oh, I cannot, cannot tell. At her words, Mrs. Abbott, stopped in her walk, and seeing the real suffering in her face, said tenderly, Poor Marion, you do not want to trust me, but I will trust you tell me what you think i ought to know as far as it concerns this matter and i promise you that no one shall ever know how i acquired the information i would not ask you to do violence to your sense of honour for i respect your feeling but for elfie's sake i must hear and for elfie's sake i will tell you said marion but don't blame me if i do not give any girl's name this man or one very much like him got in the front gate with a peddler's pack one day and asked some of the girls questions what kind of questions he asked if there was any little girl in mourning in the house that might not have meant anything said mrs abbott if it stood alone what else is there to tell the same man that looked over the back fence to-day met some of the girls not long ago and talked with them where oh please don't ask me where but he had a satchel and seemed to have come from the cars he said he was a friend of yours and was coming to ask you to take his little sister i don't suppose he did call oh never this is the part that troubles me and it did even before he looked over the fence at us today. He managed in some way to find out from the girls that Elfie is here. "'How unfortunate!' exclaimed Mrs. Abbott. "'Oh, Marion, our dear little girl is in danger. How could those girls tell him?' "'Don't be so frightened, Mrs. Abbott. I am sure no one can steal Elfie while we are watching her so closely. You, Candice, or I have her in sight every moment.' and i think yes i am quite certain that i would risk my life for her any moment i am sure you would dear and i am so thankful that i trusted you with this matter which ought to be a secret because mr bellamy is especially anxious that his darling's life should never either now or in the future be darkened by the knowledge of what he fears for her she is a sensitive imaginative child and if she were haunted by a fear of being taken stolen is not too hard a word to call it she would become nervously anxious with the probable result of confirmed ill-health poor little elfie dear dear child said mrs abbott she is well worth watching and caring for and yet the responsibility has become so complicated now by this new aspect of the situation that i bitterly regret having assumed it i wish i had advised the senator to take ethel and candace abroad with him it cannot be helped now said marion respectfully and our heavenly father can watch her here as well as there thank you for reminding me of that dear Perhaps I let my sense of personal responsibility overwhelm me too much and forget whose help I can ask. Maybe our fears have made us over-suspicious, suggested Marion by way of comfort. Coincidences are very funny sometimes, and this man may really have no interest in Elfie. How could he have even suspected she might be here of all other schools? mr bellamy must have been watched when he travelled and came here said mrs abbott yes indeed i have no doubt of this man's mischievous purpose and my dear watch the child closely as you have watched her before be even more watchful still it is such a comfort to know that i can trust you to do it so fully you pay me over and over again for bringing you here Marian." Marian clasped her hands before her face in a perfect ecstasy of pleasure at these lovely words, and as Mrs. Abbott bent and kissed her fondly, she threw her arms around her neck, speechless but radiantly happy. End of chapter 16